the Thursday podcast too. I'm moving. Cue the music. Keep on sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on sunny side alive. It will help us every day. It'll guide us on the way. If we keep on sunny side alive. Okay. Okay. So, I don't think you've listened to the show as much as you say you have. <laughs> hey, do you know, right, I, you want to say something? Yeah. Something controversial. Before we get started, uh, someone did a Jamaican accent at the end of the last episode. <laughs> I'm not saying who it was, so don't get embarrassed. <laughs> but I'd, on behalf of them, I'd like to apologize because that's not, that's not cool. That's not representative of Ron or any of the other people who happened to be there at no, the time. No matter how good it was. <laughs> As I recall, the person who did that accent at the time said, I loan it, I don't care. Yeah, well, that's, that's have we on them. Have, have we had the, letters? That's on them. Uh, I mean, someone pointed out that it wasn't. It was, maybe it wasn't the best thing to be doing. <laughs> and I think, as I recall, someone pointed that out at the time. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm. who am I to argue? You know, I mean, okay. with the room. <laughs> So yeah. I think it's the important thing is to to acknowledge a mistake was made. Yes. And and look at that mistake dead in the face. Yes. Pretend somebody else did it and then move on. <laughs> you should hear my Welsh accent. <laughs> Rontroversial. Are you going to be saying that a lot? Yeah, I think so. I quite like the sound of it. <laughs> oh, that was, no, that I was do sad. want it to be like a drive time disc jockey's like button. <laughs> I need to be controversial. I, I am genuinely sorry. You do, yeah, the okay. thing is, you ge- you look genuinely embarrassed I, about I, it. I, That's, I, I you're am, you're squirming in your chair. Yeah, I, I do feel That's comfortable fine. about it. Yeah, so. it's, it's, I mean, the thing is, I've definitely said stuff on the show which you've had to cut out, which has been. Awful, libelous, libelous, awful, or just generally stupid. Is that that stuff about Paul Pope? No, no, we left all that in. Oh, okay, <laughs> we left all of that in. I mean, at the time, I left it edited in because I thought, well, I did say that it would be, it would be dishonest to cut it out. Controversial. Hmm. <laughs> so for some reason, PJ seems to have latched on to a joke hashtag that I used, <laughs> and uh, he's been saying it a lot. <laughs> it's because it's great. <laughs> Yes, but well, here, right, I have a slight confession to make. This is unrelated to that, but it's... it's. I Normally, what happens with the show is the show's recorded, and then I will generally listen to it and then add in links and stuff. It's because you like to listen to yourself. Because I like to listen to myself. That, that's fine. And the thing is, Scott hates to listen to himself, so he yes. doesn't listen to it. Um, the last two weeks, with uh, we interviewed John McRae on the show. I presume it was a good show. I didn't listen to it. And, and part of that is because... I had holidays and stuff, uh, but part of that as well is I, I felt myself embarrassed I uh, because I like John a lot. I've known John a long, long time, but there's a kind of, I always feel a bit sort of like, there's, I am, I'm always still 18 when John's in the room. Oh, really? Yeah. You, uh, yeah so I'm intimidated? I'm not, not intimidated is the wrong word. I just suddenly, Fanboying? Yeah, well, not even fanboying. I just suddenly feel very kind of like, I like... Is it in that this weird room, thing that comics only has where you you can act, you know it's one of the very few industries you can get into where you can meet your heroes and have a drink with them. Well, there's a little bit of that, but but like I knew John before he had a career, so I knew John before he before he was a, right. So you just find him just incredibly just, intimidating. No, I, 
I, think, to do I don't work. know what it is. I think it's because I, I went to the, the comic shop that John opened when I was 18. And I was 18. I didn't really have any friends. The social skills. My social skills, as you've probably noticed, are not great anyway. No, they're not, they're worse. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, but, but what they've, the only thing my social skills have got for them right now is a certain pig-headed forward momentum that means I'm fairly unstoppable in a, in a certain sense. You've got the personality of a sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> sex offenders are generally more likable and but there there are very few people that can stop me that can make me feel kind of conscious of what i'm saying okay. and, and john's one of them but he doesn't it's not anything he does deliberately it's not anything he says or does so to it's not me. something just, that he can actively teach us no no, no it's just it's just i'm suddenly 18 again it's like oh john yeah you're great john, 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 you're, you're great you're great oh so it's nothing of like this person knows what i was like whenever i was young and really awkward and that's yeah, I think so, but I mean, I'm not fundamentally different. That's the thing. Okay. I'm not much different than I was. It just, it's, 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 right. and I just felt felt myself. If I listened to the show, I'd feel I would be cringing the entire time. Whereas normally, I quite enjoy listening to myself talk. It's, it's really weird. Okay. And Garth has the same effect on me, except Garth, I'm genuinely scared of, <laughs> like your yeah. ex-wife. <laughs> she did the same thing to me. And Garth and her would get on really well. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely had a lot of fun on the last two shows with John. Being yeah, like they were. I think they were two really good episodes. Yeah, I get on great with John, and and but I do find myself turning into slightly girly, gigglish girliness. I don't know why. <laughs> it's, it's very him and him and Fred as well. But Fred, who is not a comic artist, and Fred opened the shop with John at the same time. I, I do. I think it's because when I was eighteen, I was turning up uh, at this comic shop, and I didn't have any other friends. I had a few friends, but nobody who knew about comics. There was no one who was interested in comics, and these were the first. They were maybe three or four years older than me, but still older than me. And they were on the comic shop, and they were sort of older peers. And I wanted to be cool, and of course I'm not cool. I'm not. I've nothing about me is cool. Uh, if anything, it, it's just like I'm anti-cool. But I, I, I just wanted them to like me. I think, and I still have that. There's still that inside me somewhere deep, deep, deep down. Well, if it helps, I mean, a few years ago, maybe ten, fifteen years ago. Uh, if it helps, I think you're a dick. When my parents got divorced and my dad was looking at selling uh, the house, Fred came to look at buying the house, uh-huh. and uh, he was going to be moving in with his mother, uh-huh. and he needed plenty of place for his comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say comics, and I say porn mags. <laughs> <laughs> but I know Fred a lot, a, lot, a lot better than you do, so <laughs> it's funny though that he was looking at your house. So anyway, I, that's, uh, I kind of figured I'd say that now, because John's not here, so I can't. He, he and he'll li- never listen to the show. I'm he sure might listen. he might do. But anyway, I, I do love John. I love John a lot. But I, I always we all feel love like John. I feel like I'm oh, John, boss, please, <laughs> please like me. Please like. And I know he likes me. So it's it's a stupid. It's like it's the same thing. I think I get. I don't know if other people get it. Where I haven't moved very far from where I have always lived. I've lived uh, around Sunnyside Street since. Uh, I think I I was when I was bored. We lived around Annadale Flats, and I'm not far from Annadale Flats, as you know now. I think you literally flew through a stone. And, and which be, is a thing I would have done at the you time. You wouldn't have lived any further than that point. No, in life, no, have you? no, no, not, not really. Uh, so, and I always find myself. I, I, I've avoided the Ormo Road, which is the main kind of roadway uh, from where I live, uh, where it's got all the bars and stuff in it, because. That that roadway is the road I across to go to school. That's the place where you'd see people. I see people now that I would have seen when I was five years old. 
you know, walking up and down that street, never, never having moved. And you think you're, you're, you know, a kind of cool, uh, you know, I'm a travel, I'm a well-traveled man. I'm going to New York and October. I'm a traveler. Mm. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> Just say I'm a traveler. I'm a traveler. I'm a traveling man. Um, but, but then you go to that street. It's like, oh no, I, this is the place I've always been. This is you're nothing, holding nothing. <laughs> Just. Just die. Uh, that's that's how I feel when I get on that road. So I've I've always avoided it. But um, yeah, yeah, that thing where you, where you're walking past a group of kids that are in a school uniform, and you part of you goes, "Oh no, don't pick on me!" And then you remember you're like 48. I mean, they could still pick on you. <laughs> but yeah, but but and 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 it would be you'd be going, "I don't care. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care. Oh god, oh god, I do care. I you're do like, care." I get my dad's just the other end of the road. <laughs> So it's yeah, so it's it's kind of I think d- deep inside of us is still that same kid who wants people to like them and feels. I feel like I should be charging for to listen to this. Well, I, you can sign up to my Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm not telling, not confessing anything to you that I haven't I haven't thought about. But I've been thinking a lot about death recently. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Have you not? Well, not right. <laughs> have you not been thinking about it recently? Because I've been look, dropping hints. Look, look at me like you really should. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, you look like death should be on your mind a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a letter. We talked before about my stomach stuff. I got a letter saying, yeah. "Right, you're you're." Uh, I went away for a week, came back, and there was a letter in the, in the house saying, so, "You know, contact us to get the camera up the bum." And in the mouth, and, and as we God, discussed, these medical letters are getting really informal these days. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just it just came with a drawing. Yeah. In, in. Anyway, the the past week or so, I've had a real crisis of thinking: Am I a dick? Would I know if I was a dick? Where, hold, hold, on, know, hold on, hold on, hold on. You were a dick. Are you worried that death is thinking that you're a dick? No, I don't know how you got from I've been thinking about death a lot to worrying that I'm a dick. Or well, that's the thing. It's the thing you only like. You, th- you want to leave a mark in your life afterwards where you go, "Yeah, he was all right." You know. <laughs> well, like, I, 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 well, like, as soon as you said you wanted to leave a mark, every instinct in my body was like skid mark. <laughs> But That's, I could, because you, but you were but trying you to. Could be, you you could were be. trying to be sincere, and I, could, I was like, "No, I can't make, I can't make a joke now." <laughs> you do, you do want to be, you want to leave some. A skid mark would be a mark. Yeah, I mean, that would be a mark you'd leave behind. Do you think about that? Do other people think are about you, that? Are you talking about the whole sort of like, uh, you know, Steve Jobs thing of like try to be a, leave a dent on the universe type thing. Just try to like, you know, make your mark on sort yeah. of, you know, have everyone remember. I mean, the thing, I, I've, I've always thought, I've always thought that, uh, uh, fundamentally. Like the lifespan of the universe is so long, you're not going to leave a mark. There is no, no, there's no dent you can leave that will be in any way appreciable for any length of time. And I say that's true for absolutely everybody. Who's oh god, yeah, yeah, not not uh, not like the planet. It's I'm true for like everything, Hitler included. <laughs> you you quite like him. I'm saying I'm on a lot of controversial, controversial. I'm saying on a lot of timeline. I mean, if, if you imagine like the, the time is like the surface of like you know a five p piece. The <laughs> man, I thought it was going to be something so really much bigger. bigger. Yeah, well, like I, I'm, I'm trying to blow your mind with tininess. And then if you were able to like hammer a little tiny dent inside that five p piece, that would be like you know the biggest dent that anyone has ever made in the history of humanity, and you would notice it because it's on a tiny little thing. Oh, okay. I would have said, imagine time is like you know, it's like Lake Michigan, right? And your life is one single drop of water. Okay. Are, we, are we okay with the pronunciation I of Michigan? Was, I'm, still, I'm still letting it go. <laughs> I mean, you weren't because you did look at me as if like, <laughs> are you going to say or will I? So I took the bullet. 
But do you know what? I mean, right. If you're a dick. I'm not stoned enough for this. <laughs> Have you ever been stoned? No. Oh. <laughs> you're really presuming being stoned would make it easier. It might make it worse. Oh, but I hope it'll make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> Something's got to. But, uh, right. If you're a dick and you die, you've left a skid mark in everyone's lives I don't think around you. understand you. how skid marks work. <laughs> <laughs> they don't come from your dick. <laughs> But is it? I mean, it's better to die not being a dick. I mean, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in an afterlife. I don't believe in God. I believe in what we see and hear now. And there's probably stuff we can't see in here, so that's fine. But but fundamentally, when you're gone, you're gone. There's no afterlife. There's no judgment. There's no none of that. That's that's my opinion. Um, but controversial. <laughs> but like, you still want to feel like you were okay as a human being, don't you? Yeah, I mean, you do. But so. I don't know, but then would you know if you were a dick? It'd be like being colorblind. I think if you, if were, you were if colorblind, you wouldn't notice you were colorblind until somebody went, you're colorblind, mate. And I, then you might go, what are you talking about? Are you about? trying to tell me that nobody's ever told you you're a dick? <laughs> <laughs> well, no one has. No one has. Or if they have, it's been in a way that has made me go... <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've always been thankful that I've had friends in my life who've been, who've been felt able to tell me whenever I'm being a complete wanker. And okay. And you know, and, and understand that the, my reaction to that is maybe going to be violent. Not violent. <laughs> no, you know, maybe not going to be the most positive reaction at the time. But uh-huh. you know, I, I, I trust what they say about me. Okay. Usually, you know, and I can tell them the same thing. Okay. And you have friends like that. Yeah. Have they told you you're you've been a wanker? I mean, everybody's been a wank. Like they're, they, know, they're not like your whole life is wank. They, but they have at times been like, "Here, you're being a bit of a dick." I, I, so, right. I've got my kids and my wife. And now, obviously, I am constantly a wanker. <laughs> From my wife's point of view, I'm constantly doing something wrong. Constantly. So, but, but I, so I, I don't know how much of that is, you know, you're being a wanker now or stop doing whatever it is that you're currently doing. I wake up sometimes and it's like I've done something wrong in the middle of the night that I didn't even know when I've been told you're a dick. Well, I'm not being, that's not true, actually. None of that's true. My wife doesn't go, you're a dick or you're a wanker. But I do, I do sometimes think to myself, am I a dick? So, but no, is this, a, is this all in your head? Everything's always in my head. Yeah. You're in my head. Uh, yeah, I know. PJ's wearing headphones. You don't know, but that's the thing. You don't. You you spiral into this little cycle. Of, Maybe I'm being a dick now. Maybe. Yeah, but I, I think if you were, I think if you were truly like a lifelong dick. Because <laughs> that's what we're talking about. We're, everybody's everybody is a dick I've at some stuff. stage. I've done stuff. Some... I've done stuff which I know. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Well, right. So <laughs> there are things that you do, and I think at the time you know they're bad. Right, you okay. know you're doing them, and you know they're bad things, yep. and you shouldn't do. And so, for me, the biggest worst thing I've ever done is the memory of stealing a comic, but not even stealing a comic when I was about ten. Receiving a stolen comic, someone went. I wanted a comic, didn't have any money, left. Somebody went and nicked the comic, Wait, gave it to me. That's the said, worst thing you've ever done. That's the worst thing I consciously remember doing. Where really? I, I could have I mean, done something different. I, I, about would, it I would ruin everything that happens as a child. Yeah, because I've done some seriously destructive stuff as, as a child that I look back at now and go. That's just a child. That's just like, and I—I I, I mean, like destroying property, like, yeah. house, like an entire house. Yeah. That I just no, I never did anything like that. Yeah, I mean, well, I in mean, fact, I—I I, I, honestly, I was like, if I did anything, it would be more out of stupidity, or uh, you know, some. But I was working from fourteen in a in a, uh, a forward facing sort of retail environment, so I was 
constantly being you know being polite and being nice and kind of and and I worked with people who would make racist remarks and this was 84 and they'd say things about um black people chinese people and I would be uncomfortable listening to that stuff as well I'm not I'm not painting I'm not trying to paint a picture of I'm an awesome dude I'm what I'm trying to paint a picture is I'm not conscious of doing anything where I went yeah that was a dick move and and you should have done that but I feel like Maybe maybe I've been doing. I think no. What I was what I was trying to say is if I think if you were someone who was a lifelong dick, not just someone who had done some dicky things, silly things in their past. <laughs> yeah, because everybody has. No but jack- if you were a, a lifelong dick, you wouldn't be worrying about whether or not you're a dick. That's what I was going to say. The people who are complete and utter dicks are not sitting there worrying about it. Yeah. In fact, except there's, there's except a part of them Ron that kind of celebrates it. Except Ron, it's only this week it's occurred to me maybe I've been a dick. <laughs> And that's the bit that's sort of worrying me. <laughs> I'm thinking, but why? Maybe okay, I'm, so why, maybe why, are you wor- why are you worrying about it now? I don't. I don't know. Well, we went away are for a holiday. Are you secretly worried that there might be a hell? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm just. I just. It How just bad occurred. is that holiday? I don't know. I just. I just have felt <laughs> yeah, really kind of. What did you do on your holiday? <laughs> right. There. There are things that I've done where other people have gone. God, that's really rude. And I've gone. I don't. I don't understand what you mean by that. Like I don't understand. How that was rude. I don't know how to deal with that in another more appropriate way. You know, I, I, you know, I, I, I did what I thought was the best thing to do, but I don't know necessarily. I, don't, I like, like, like it's beyond my abilities to do, to to do it differently. Like, I'll give you one example. Uh, sorry, I'm going to cough now. <coughs> uh, a guy I know quite well, I've known him for years and years and years. Invited him round to the house. He came around to the house, chatting for a while. He's a nice fella, but I was a bit sort of, you've he has been here quite long now, and I would like him to go home because <laughs> it's been quite a while, and I don't know the appropriate way to say this is enough now. And I said, "Well, I suppose you'd probably be better getting home now," <laughs> and more or less kind of escorted him to the door. And said, "Okay, well, I'll see you when I see you." Right, and my wife goes, "That was really rude," and I went, "I, I don't, I don't know how." It seemed rude for him to stay that long. <laughs> I don't know how. Or another another thing which I, I do think was rude, but again, I blame it on my lack of knowing an alternative way to deal with it. So when we, I was about 17, we'd moved to Strangford, which is just miles and miles away into the countryside. Um, you lived in Strangford? Yeah, I lived in Strangford. Yeah, because when I was 16 or 17... In Sunnyside St- and in, uh, in Kimberley Street, which is just off Sunnyside Street, where I live now, or r- close to where I live now, uh, I w- our house was petrol bombed, okay. and, and my dad went, "We're getting out of here," and we moved to Strangford, which is as far away as we could well, that's, find. That's blown the mythology apart in my head because in my head, you've only ever lived within this the tiny oh, no, bubble no. of like. We came back a year later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To to Sunnyside Park, which is just down the street and around the corner. Yeah. So okay. so um, <clears throat> I think because it turned out. The guy that petrol bombed us was a drunk idiot who just wanted to petrol bomb got whatever. The wrong house? No, no, he got exactly the right house. It was okay. just I was the only one in the house. But anyway, we moved to Strangford. I made friends with this guy. He's a nice guy. Uh, I was seventeen. Didn't know what was going on. P- people would, a lot of people would go, "He's gay, he's gay, he's gay." And I would go, "Doesn't I don't care." I mean, he's never mentioned that to me, and it doesn't matter to me, and and I don't care. I mean, I wasn't kind of. There was a whole period of my life where it was like. Maybe I'm gay, but that's only because I didn't know how to talk to girls. Like, you know, which which is equivalent of when I was about twelve or thirteen and had really, <laughs> really awful, <laughs> really 
terrible dose of the shits. And I went to the loo and I just squirted water out of my ass. I thought, oh my God, I'm turning into a girl. Because, <laughs> because I, <laughs> my brain was going, this is how girls piss. And I, that's what I'm doing. I, I had no fucking clue. Anyway, I, the thing was, <laughs> Scott's face. We don't need to be here for this one, I don't think. I think it's a solo cast. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Am I being a dick now? Maybe I'm being a dick now. I don't know. I don't think you're being a dick. I just think you're being yourself, but it's not necessarily something that I would... I've never thought and gone, God, PJ's a dick. I'm just going, PJ's PJ. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not saying that in a, in a pejorative way. Yeah. And P and P and yeah, like and all of these things that you're talking about are such minor infractions in in the, in the social, like in a social circle or in a social situation that it's like they wouldn't register for most people. Yeah, the, maybe the like maybe Annette is a little bit more sensitive to these social things. But, some, but going to somebody here, it's getting on a bit. I'm fucking wrecked. <laughs> like I wouldn't have any problem just telling ninety nine percent of the population yeah. to be like, right, get the fuck out of my house. I have got a kid. I've well, got to let, work let me tell you. So, right when I was living in Strangford, so this friend of mine, we were good friends. He turned up the. This was before people had mobile phones. We didn't have a phone in the house. He turned up the door. Obviously, it hitchhiked from Ardglass, which was a good what <laughs> ten or fifteen miles yeah. away, and he hitchhiked to the door and he went, "Hi, it's me." I just called. I went, "I don't know why you're here. I, I'm not going out." And I closed the door on him, and that, and then he never spoke to me again, and, I, and it's haunted me ever since. And it feels like it was a dick move, but that I don't know how seems to... like a bit of a dick move. Yeah. Well, hang on, what time of the day was it? You arrived? I can't remember now. That was years and years ago. I mean, uh, was it the morning? Was it the afternoon? It was, was, the, it te- was, it was it in the evening. It was, it was the in the evening. Yeah, like, it was e- like eight o'clock or something. Yeah, I get that we're in our sort of pre-mobile phone world yeah, here, yeah. where he couldn't text you to say, "I'm, I'm on my way." I'm on my way. To, uh, Do you want to hang out? But I felt vaguely affronted that he travelled that distance without like waving a flag and saying, "I'll be round." It just seemed like a long way to go, and like, and it suddenly the onus is on me to, to, to do something. I'm surprised people picked them. Like, picked people picked them up. Yeah, well, that was in those days. You hitchhiked from place to place. That was it's like a pre-internet world where you didn't have mobile phones and you hitchhiked. That's what it was. And and if you wanted really wanted to chat to someone, you'd send them a carrier pigeon. That's how, that's how it would go. I don't know, but I'm I'm saying that's just there are these little snippets of things where I go. These are things that I did, and probably most people wouldn't have done it that way. No, but I think most people are, not most people, I think a lot of people are overly polite. Hmm. And when somebody has made an effort to get to see you by fucking hitchhiking, apparently, and arriving at your door, you would feel some sort of social obligation, regardless of how inconvenient. Yeah. Unless you were literally walking out the door to go and do something or go into bed. Yeah. Regardless of how inconvenient it is for you, people. But that's not necessarily... I'm I'm kind of a 17-year-old PJ, and this one is like, you know, if if somebody rocked up to my house and expected me to go out, you know, I'd probably react then as I did now. In Strangford, where there's fuck all to do. Well, I think Strangford's irrelevant. (laughs) 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 You know... I'd probably have reacted the same way. I'd just be like, no, mm. you need to warn me of these things. I probably would have went out, but wished that he hadn't come. Yeah. I think. Every time I saw him after that, I'd just, he'd give me a dirty look and I'd be really guilty. Well, I mean... I'd carry that. He I'd did. Carry, he, I carry things with me for decades. It was, it was misguided, but he did go through a lot of effort yeah, to come and yeah. see you, but it was, I mean... For stupid. whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it was stupid. He said to me once, we were talking about, he said, uh, all those other guys think you're gay. But I told him he used to masturbate to Susan from EastEnders. <laughs> I was like going, I mean, I'm glad you felt the need to defend me, but that doesn't feel like a defense. <laughs> and how did he know this? Oh, it wasn't true. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I mean, did you watch EastEnders with him a lot? Up. Or? <laughs> or was, no, not Miss, what was Michelle. Was it Michelle, the wee blonde chubby one? Michelle, from, yeah. That, do you remember that, her? That, I was going to say, that makes more sense, but... <laughs> <laughs> It just seemed like a really weird way to defend someone's heterosexuality. If you felt the need to defend their heterosexuality. <sighs> He's not gay. He masturbates to Michelle from EastEnders. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, just, it, it does it just make his decision-making seem all the more suspect. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, maybe you were right. Well, this is, this maybe is... you were right to close the door both on him and on your friendship with him that, at that moment that, in that's, time. That's helped me a lot. Thank you very much. You are welcome. I, <laughs> now on to the pressing matter of whether I'm currently a dick. I, at, like, at the minute? If, if that's the thing that's been haunting you for years, I'd say, like Scott said, it's fairly tame stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I know, I know, and you know I know this, because you would acknowledge this is true. When it comes to me meeting people and having a conversation... As soon as I get in there, I burst out all the stuff I want to say, and then I get the fuck out of there as fast as possible. Oh, yeah. That I mean, sounds like, like yes. the po- recording of every <laughs> podcast we've ever done. A first meeting with you is like GBH for many minutes. <laughs> but I mean, it's... It's, <laughs> it's not necessarily... It's, 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 it's very pleasant, GBH. <laughs> it's like a good kicking, but you know, you know he doesn't no, mean like it. A, it's like aggressive tickling at the point whenever you don't want to be tickled anymore. <laughs> It's not an assault. It's just. But I can't. I can't. I can't moderate that. I like it for me. It's all in or not in at all. It's if I'm if I am if I am out somewhere and and <laughs> if I'm out somewhere, we Annette and I went to the, the theater and we sat in this in our seats in the theater in very cramped spaces. And a bloke came down and sat beside me and started making small talk. I could not make small talk. I could not. And afterwards, I went, God, you're so rude. And I wanted to say, here is what would have happened to that bloke if I had made small talk. I would have destroyed him, and everyone within a 10-meter radius would have just been staring, going, look at that fucking dick. And I just didn't want to do that, but I can't can't give, I can't, push it down yeah but you recognize that in yourself that's, yeah I know, but if you're a total dick you wouldn't recognize that you just, like i don't uh, i don't really understand what the problem is <laughs> i honestly don't like you, I mean, yes you just everybody has a different personality you're somebody you're like you lead a conversation and talk a lot but it's yeah. not like when you know. annette and i were first dating and we would go out and meet people i would come back from wherever it was we were and i'd say i'd get really cross with her i'd say you didn't say anything the entire time, why didn't you? Why? why? And she'd go because she just talked. I went and I go, but why didn't you? She'd like all you have to do, I will listen. If someone wants to talk, if someone like, no, you won't. <laughs> well, that reminds me of a time. <laughs> no, in fact, that's that's not even how the secular works. <laughs> it's this. No, wait, I've got a story. <laughs> and that takes a breath in, and you go, actually. <laughs> Snooze, you lose, Annette. You're like Dizzy Gillespie. You're breathing in and breathing out at the same time. 
And I'm, so I, I, I'm really conscious that as I'm talking about how I might be a dick by dominating the conversation, all I'm doing is dominating the conversation. But if as we well. dominate a conversation where we say we think you're a dick, <laughs> that, that's just going to sound like bullying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what is what has brought all of this on? I don't know. I don't know. I just I've I've, I've been conscious that I haven't been terribly pleasant to people. <laughs> recently or just throughout your life definitely recently but i'm not sure if that's always been the case I mean, and i've just not been conscious of it i'm just not sure i'm not sure i don't really know i'm not sure I, like. I know if i met someone like me i would come away from it thinking that guy was a cunt well, i mean that's <laughs> well that's harsh that's that guy's strong. a dick <laughs> insert genital metaphor here <laughs> i mean we have done we have done a podcast for the best part of Nearly ten years, ten years, if you don't count the five-year gap. The fi- yeah, the five-year gap. But like, we at no point did we really ever stop talking during that five-year gap. We didn't stop doing the podcast. Like we've, oh, we, we had, did. Yeah, we don't not, hang out. No, not for any. We, why no, do we, we not hang out? Why do we? Not? <laughs> <laughs> I know why we don't hang out. I'm not a person you can hang out with. I know that. <laughs> it's daring you to say something. It's Marin. I've been watching Marin, and it's seeped, it's seeped into my brain. That and now I feel like I've I've accidentally glommed onto elements of his personality. And it's like, do you know when you read? Like I was when I was doing that the writer podcast thing. Every like I was listening to his voice every single day. So every time I started reading something, I'd hear his voice okay. in in that exact tone. And it would. And I think maybe that's what's happened. Sometimes that happens to me after we record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now you want to try editing one? <laughs> <laughs> Susie oh. just living with a schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just want to be a better human being, but I don't quite know how. I mean, either point, is it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I just, I, I just genuinely just want to go. I'm going to close my door and not speak to anyone because everything I say is going to offend someone or is going to be you, uh, it's going to be the wrong you're thing. Offen- you're not offensive. You're not offensive. I think I am. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't class you as being offensive yeah. in terms of like I am offended. You're not here for uh, the booby conversation earlier. I was here for the booby conversation there earlier, but thankfully <laughs> that that wasn't recorded. <laughs> um, but again, like even that, I don't think was offensive. No. It, was, no. it was. It was. You know, it was revealing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, does anyone else think about? I mean, do you, do you ever stop and take stock of your personality and think, are there things about me that are weird? Um, constantly. Yeah. Is yeah. that like I? And does it matter? I mean, I'm not even constantly. I'm just. I'm. I'm thinking that I. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm exceptionally self-aware of my yeah. of my personality foibles. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I I am. I am socially awkward. I'm, I, you know, I, I have a social anxiety issues. I don't like going to large groups of people that I don't know or I can't control the situation. Which is weird, given your job, which is to go to large groups ah, but of I, people. I, but I, I control Yeah, the you're in charge Th- of it. They're them. waiting on me to yeah, be there. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. I have a reason yeah. to be there. Yeah. You know? Whereas if I, if I don't have a reason to be somewhere, I don't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked, I think we talked, I don't know if we recorded it, but we were talking before about, like, 
when I was younger, go, oh, we were talking about concerts, and we had a similar concert experience mm-hmm. where we don't quite enjoy that, which I, which I was surprised about you not quite enjoying it. Yeah, and funny, I had, I had through it, I put myself through it again recently. Did you? Because uh, it was the last weekend. Um, did you go to the Ski Bunny reunion? Yeah. There, was a, there was a reunion concert of a, of a club night that I sort of infrequently attended many years ago, but they also, uh, which I wouldn't have bothered going to, but a band <laughs> that I loved whenever I was in my of late teens who are from this area and sort of down Patrick or whatever were reuniting to play at it mm-hmm. and I was like I can't miss that so I went down on my own stood awkwardly in the corner tweeting about how awkwardly I felt <laughs> and um, and then and then they came on and it was it was, it was tremendous mm. and then I left and that yeah. was it yeah. and funny whenever you were saying about John McRae I mean the, the singer of that band Barry Peake is that for me yeah he's someone who I've you know quite a reasonably good sort of friendship with yeah but I'm kind of in awe of him at the same time yeah. because he was the first, first local band that I fell in love with. Yeah. And uh, you know, which band was it? Uh, well, they were called Backwater, and then they became Torquus Valley Reds. Oh, oh yeah, Torquus Valley. Yeah, okay. So um, Torquus Valley what? Torquus Valley Reds. Torquus. 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 Torquus Valley. Reds. Excellent band. Yeah. In case you but, want to uh, Google them. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll put a link to them in the show yeah. notes. Yeah. Uh, I think Barry's uploading the stuff to uh, SoundCloud as we speak. So um, so getting to see them again. Uh, Barry I, Chuckle? I, Barry, no, not Barry <laughs> Chuckle. God bless him. I know he died today. Yeah, I know. All right, okay. Uh, that's that's why they, that being struck a me. <laughs> it's true. That was a dick, dick thing to say. And I, and I I stood at the front of the crowd and I, I shed tears you know, at these yeah. songs that I kind of had loved as a 16-year-old and 17-year-old. And then I just kind of awkwardly chatted to some people, including a girl that I used to live with and very uh-huh. brought, very fond of. And then I just went home. And that was an ordeal for me, but I kind of went through it because I really could yeah. not miss that. You know? Do you think, I mean, because we all spend a lot of time on our own, I think. You spend a lot of time on your own, don't you, Scott? Uh, yeah, like the my job is pretty... But Hannah's quite social. Solitary. Uh, no, Hannah is an introvert. Is Hannah is a, is a hardcore introvert. Oh, is she? Yeah, like being around... Especially does, that's just because she doesn't like you in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is why yeah. we this is why we built the man cave down this, here. This is this is no yeah. Scott. I I'm telling you, I just want you out of the house yeah. because I'm an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Hannah's Hannah's is, oh, thought, is okay. no Hannah's a hardcore introvert. Yeah. Like she gets very exhausted. Yeah. Like, being like being around new people and kind yeah. of Susie's to, the same. To they should do with yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they can't. <laughs> Maybe everyone's like, like this. I mean, I Maybe this take, is a thing that... that I like, had to take stock this year. Like, you guys know I had a pretty serious yeah. mental health problem towards the start of this year, which is thankfully not gone, but is, is yeah. a lot better than what it was. But you do have to kind of take stock and go, right, what the fuck yeah. happened here? Why am I Why am I like this? And why am I yeah. acting this way? Why do I think this way? And that's something that I think it probably everybody does and if they don't they should do and it's not about a am i being a dick you should understand either why you feel the way you feel yeah. or why you think the way you think and those things i never question them because it's you not it's weird to there's question there's nothing wrong yeah when exactly there, it's, and it's weird to every, question yeah. your own thoughts and feelings yeah. um but if you don't things can kind of after, start to faster like my mom died about Ten years. This is going to get heavy now. I know it is. I'm yeah. going to apologise to anyone who's turned in for the laughs. <laughs> um, after my mum died about 10, oh, 12, 13, 14 years ago, I just I I was really not pleasant to be around. I don't think it was like like I, just, I think I was angry, yeah. but like for a couple of years, and and also I I felt like there was no joy. Like not not that there was no joy. That there was everything tasted of ashes. Everything. Yeah. Anything said done. You know, just it was all just ashes, and and 
I don't know. Maybe I should have gone for therapy at that point. <laughs> maybe well, I should have sought help. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you're talking about how you're, you're sort of feeling self-reflective. Have you ever gone for counseling no. or therapy in any in any way? No, no, and and it's odd because I know I'm conscious that for a lot of people, I am a kind of very stable force. A very like. If you like, not only just in terms of I've is lived it because of your less, low center of gravity? It's <laughs> <laughs> got lower as my testicles get further away from me. Um, <clears throat> they not just because I I live I've always lived in the same sort of spot, but also because the interests I have now are pretty much the interests I had when I was like six or seven or thirteen or fourteen years old, and I've been in the same relationship for twenty five years, twenty four years or so. So, like, I know other people that have, you know, the, as their world changes, I have a tendency to be just there constantly, all the time, and um, it, it, it's that just was was it, it really that stage pulled the rug up from under me. But I'm normally very confident in what I think and what I am and who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm normally quite confident with it, and not, I don't always like certain aspects of me but I, yeah. I you know I've, I've made decisions in my life that I know why I made those decisions and I've you know you end up living with the consequences of them you go I accept that that's a thing I did or didn't do but or, even but even that would you like would you not be interested in understanding why those why those decisions were made like why you why you chose to, to no I think I, I think I've got a clear notion of every choice I've made in life, I think. But if you, th- I don't, if you I don't. Think... I mean, in hindsight, you might go, "I should have done, made a different choice." I should have. But, but... yeah, but if you, th- but if you think, if you're looking back, and I don't think that this is true. I think, I, I think that you're being too self-critical. But if you are looking back and thinking, "Was I a dick? Am I a dick?" Yeah. Those things, like maybe the choices that you're making, you're not fully understanding. I don't think that you're. Maybe you're not. I don't think that you're being a dick yeah. in the situation. But you're obviously not fully understanding yeah. the choices that are being made. They are literally those three things. <laughs> oh, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty. I mean, I understand now why I made those. I mean, to me, those choices. I mean, were I all... would have closed the door. I, I wish that I would have been able to close the door on that guy too. Really? Yeah. But I would have <laughs> went out gone, with him. I would have. I would have. I would have went. Though I don't want to be while, here. While we were in Strangford, we would have went outside, closed the front door, and been like. Okay. <laughs> now, now what do we do? Um, yeah, I mean, even whenever I look at the, the worst things I've done in my life, you know, I, I can, I can still see a rationale for them. You know, the, yeah. the, re, the, re, the you know the decisions I made were made for reasons, and I don't think that they were made because I was being a dick. More yeah. just because I put what I wanted above what somebody else yeah. wanted, or I, or I, you know, you've had more bad done to you though than you've done bad. I don't know if I necessarily say that. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think I so. I think <laughs> so. Look at Scott like, yeah. He's he a, has. <laughs> well, right. He's, 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 he's been through the ringer, right? Yeah, yeah. He's been through the ringer, yeah. But I mean, I don't, you know, I've never I've never tried to blame anybody else for my decisions. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And and you can't, I mean, you can't unwind and remake. I mean, I, it sounds like I've got specific decisions, thoughts in yeah, my head, but I yeah. don't. I'm, but you, I'm don't a, ha- you don't have, like... I, I don't, I'm, these are more general kind of thoughts yeah. about, you know, things you do as you get older. And you, you, I, I, th- I think it's because I'm at an age now are where you talking about your, isn't Because <laughs> <laughs> I've let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> This show I'm forced to relive. Caused <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I just I I I I've just been very 
I don't know I what think, it I is. Ge- I genuinely think everyone should have to go to therapy. I, I think, think everybody should be forced. One of the things, one of the things about the job that I do is that you, so much of your time is just spent sitting, staring at a piece of paper with nothing but your own thoughts in your own head. Yeah, and and they they can either drive you mad or they can be conversations with people that um, are you know don't exist anymore or did exist but have changed or or their conversations you have with yourself or and and you're just I mean that's how I play these things out in my head as conversations and it, and it just you end up like my son was I had to take these headphones off because uh, my ears are hot now <laughs> my son um, who is 10 Thomas lovely wee fella he his friend from school Joe is a is quite rambunctious and quite sort of I don't want to say obnoxious but he's very like where Tom is a very quiet child uh, Joe is a very loud let's go and do da 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 uh, and um he went to see him today, and he hasn't seen him all over the summer. And I asked his parents, you know, how did Joe miss Tom? Tom hasn't really mentioned Joe, and and she went, "Oh, missed him! Oh my goodness! It's like he came on, like Tom came on holiday with us, because he was talking about him so often." And and I think, and then why he was with him for the day, and he came home, and he was he was really upset when he came home. I says, "What's the matter?" She says, "Oh, Joe was trying to get me to do this, and he was trying to get me to do that." And 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 what I think had happened was Joe basically built a version of Tom in his head. That it was into this and it was into that and liked all the things that Joe liked and then whenever actual Tom turned up, he wasn't into all these things and and somehow the 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 version of of uh, Tom in his head and the version of of Tom that exists didn't match up. So Joe got quite upset with Tom for not doing these things and of course Tom's just come back on. I'm, I'm and I think we all do that to an extent. I think we all we may, you know so we end up. Or you can end up having conversations in your head with people that don't exist or do exist or, you know, loved ones or people you don't like or whatever. And if you don't see them to recalibrate every so often, to recalibrate the version of them in your head with the version of them as they exist, you get so out of whack with the that that person that yeah, because you can have inevitable... everybody has arguments in their head yeah. with somebody else, whether yeah. they're I always win mine yeah, exactly <laughs> that's the thing, and you all you're always making up I never win them in real life. They're, you're always making up yeah what they say yeah their retaliations towards you, yeah. but they're that's your that's your version, version of, of them. Yeah. That's not what they would that maybe what they say, but it's probably yeah. not. So you end up with this skewed version. Yeah, but I, I think everybody know. I think everybody should be forced. <laughs> to go to therapy, I think <laughs> I I genuinely do. I like I think everybody should also be forced to go for a physical once a year. Yeah. Like, and I don't see like why an MOT. Yeah, as long as it's not upstairs. Uh, <laughs> 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 they have like a stair lift or something. Okay. Like, they can they can they can get you up there. Yeah, but like you you would if at the slightest little hint of something going wrong in your body. Yeah. You'll go to the doctor. In theory, that's what's supposed to happen. That's what's supposed to yeah. happen. And when something serious yeah. happens, then you definitely, yeah. then you definitely do. But it doesn't seem to happen with mental health. Oh no, they're shy at mental health. Who? The, the, the well, everyone. Do you mean <laughs> everyone? Well, yeah, right. Do you do you know what happened to Nathan a couple of years ago? Nathan started crying in school. Right. Right. So I, I blogged about this a lot at the time. So I don't mind talking about yeah, it. But we stopped talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We weren't talking. Um. Right, so Nathan, age eight, I think, uh, went to school one day and suddenly burst into tears and the school didn't know what to do and they sent him home. And he came home and he was crying all day and there was no stopping him. He was just crying all day, crying all the next day and the next day and just that was him 
constantly crying and we couldn't quite figure out what was going on and he, and he felt like he was going to die. Uh, this, is, this is what he told us. He said, "This is what if I die this way? What if I die that way? What if I die this way? And then it, it kind of es- escalated to the point where if he saw something that he thought was going to... Like, he saw the word cancer on the side of a car, um, and the the word... It was cancer um, charity uh, billboard. He saw that. And when he saw that, he held on to his spit. And he held on to his spit because he thought if he swallowed his spit, the word cancer would go from the word that he saw into his body and would kill him, right? So he was fucked. He was fucked up. And uh, Nathan has Asperger's, which is autism. Um, well, he's, he's ASD, uh, which would be... C- you know, ten, five ten years ago, they'd have called it Asperger's. They don't. They don't do that anymore. Yeah. They just call. They just say you're on this spectrum, and part of that is because if you say to someone, "Oh, this child has Asperger's," they go, "Oh, he must be brilliant at this or that or the other yeah. thing." And and not all kids are like that, and, and you know they're all they're all very very different from each other. And um, so th- there's a, an organization called the Autism Intervention Center. Autism Intervention Center are supposed to be there for parents with kids with autism. But really what they do is they go, hey, guess what? Autism is a thing you're going to have to deal with your entirety of your life now with this child. So here's courses to teach you some basics and here's some other things and that's you, you're on your way. So, they, they, you know, there's no, there's no intervention. It is essentially, here's some information, here's how you might be able to cope with it, you might not, I don't know, uh, and there you go. And maybe if you need any help, you can give us a ring. Just get, here's a helmet. Here, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so anyway, this this all happened on, I think this was been a Monday or Tuesday or so, he was crying in school. Uh, what had happened, I think, piecing it all together afterwards was, the school was having a lot of work done, right? Uh, and at the same time, he had been watching a lot of YouTube videos about lead for some reason. Right, so stuff they're talking about lead poisoning and, and so on. The school had also lost a teacher to cancer at the same time, and these three things just mushed into his head in one thing. And he thought then that everything was going to kill him. He thought school was going to—he was going to die in school. He thought he was going to die from cancer. Walking on his way home, he couldn't—you know—anything could have killed him. As far as he was concerned, he was crying all the time. Uh, to the first day, the school sent him home and said, "We don't know what to do with this child. You can have him back." I go, well, I don't know what the fuck to do with him. So I phoned the Autism Intervention Centre. And I said, this is happening. Now, my brother uh, had serious mental health issues when he was much younger. and still does to an extent. And um, But he he kind of, he has life has had lifelong difficulties. And, and, and I, I was conscious that what happened to Thomas felt like it's something that happened to, to my brother when he was younger. Um, I, I was younger as well, so I couldn't quite piece all these things together, but I know my mum and dad had to deal with things when he was younger. Uh, and I kind of felt like we were going down the same route. And and it seemed to me that um, when when I was working for Northern Ireland Chest Heart and Stroke, which was a charity, which was all about stroke, one of the first things, they, they one of the first big advertising campaigns they had when I was ru- had started uh, was the idea that people should treat strokes like they treated heart attacks. In other words, the moment you have a stroke, someone should be there straight away. Because if you're there straight away, you can prevent a lot of damage that can occur. What had happened previous to that is that when someone had a stroke, they go, that guy's had a stroke. Well, you know, we'll sort it out over the next seven months or nine months or ten months. There's no emergency there. He's had a stroke. Uh, Whereas the correct response is, that guy's having a stroke, get them to fuck down here, see what we could do straight away, treat them straight away, uh, you know, as a, a almost faster than a heart attack because you can you can help better from a stroke 
than you know than than even a heart attack. You can you can treat them very quickly. The faster you begin that treatment, the faster they can recover. And and I kind of reasoned that what was happening to Tom Nathan was a sort of mental version of a stroke. It was kind of uh, whereas a stroke is a physical problem with the brain, this was a you know this is a thought process that was going wrong. And I felt like if we can deal with it straight away, if we can deal with it very quickly, we can stop this developing into a lifelong issue. But if we don't deal with it, like right now, I don't know. You know, we could be talking 30, 40, 50 years of the rest of his life. The This could have ramifications the entire time. And um, we, and I apologize for dominating this entire podcast. It's now. fine. It's fine. Um, we kind of, um, I phoned autism intervention and said, look, this is what's happening. And I think it needs to be dealt with by a professional now. Like, like, let's treat this like a heart attack. Let's get someone. If he'd broken his leg, we'd be in hospital right now. And I went, yes, yes. Well, we're going to sort this out. I'll give you a call back. Right, okay. They phoned me back. They said, right, here's what's happening. So, this fortnight is the uh, fortnightly meeting, meeting of all the professionals in, uh, in this field. And we're going to decide who's going to look after your son at that meeting. And then, after a week of that, they're going to have a meeting with him. I went, right. Seriously, you're talking about three weeks. Are you like this is? I I couldn't even process this. I went. Are you kidding me? Three weeks. My son's off. He can't go into school because he's crying. He thinks he's going to die. And you're telling me I've got to. I'm going to let this sit for three weeks. And I went. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, let me call you back. They called me back. Said. Yeah. Look. Well, I'm going to take this now. So um, this is now on my case file. Uh, and I'll see him in about in about a fortnight. This is this is no use. This is no use. So um, they couldn't do anything. There was no process to deal with that. There's no ambulance to come. Um, they they said to me, um, you could phone your GP. So I phoned the GP, and the GP said, yeah, well, the only thing we can do with them is is send them up to a thing called CAMS, and CAMS is for kids with mental health issues. But CAMS is only there if your kid is self harming. Um, that's the stage you need to be at for them to be able to do something. And like Nathan wasn't anywhere near self-harming, but at the same time, what was going on in in, in his head was getting worse and was now not getting better. You know, I don't know if it was getting worse, but it was not getting better. Uh, and it felt like to me, what he was doing was like if you imagine the you know the the thing with ants is if you put ants if you put a single ant on a table, it f- starts following its own pheromone trail. And it walks into a circle and marches till it dies, right? You know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, my feeling was the brain, his brain, was was creating these pathways, these neural pathways, and it was reinforcing itself, and it was going to go into effectively a, a death spiral to to the point where he would never be able to to get out of bed. You know, he would just everything was reinforcing this idea he was going to die. Everything he saw was that's reinforcing it. I'm going to die. That's reinforcing. It, I'm going to. I was just, and I need it needed to be broken somehow, and I couldn't. I couldn't figure out what I could do, and I needed a professional, and I couldn't get one, and and that was the and so we were about three or four days into that, and and I couldn't figure out what to do, and I was genuinely I was really upset about it, and and I was crying then, and 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 you know I phoned Annette, and she says what's the matter, and she said I don't I don't know what to do, I can't, I don't know what to do, I can't get help, and I don't know what to do, and then it occurred to me, right, think about this. Like, how would you treat, like, think of, if this were a computer problem, how would you fix this? How would, you know, uh, break it down? And I thought, well, what if, what if I, 
if every time he gets worried about this, I, he was obsessed with uh, Pokemon when he was much younger, um, and you know, the kids fall in love with Pokemon, then out of it and into it again. And because he has Asperger's, he did become obsessed with Pokemon, and so he knew all these different Pokemon with all all the all the different uh, evolutions and stuff. I thought, well, what if what if Right, instead of me, because what was happening was he'd go, I'm going to die of cancer. And i go, you're not going to get cancer. He says, but what if I do? But you won't get cancer, but I might get cancer, but you won't get cancer. Cancer, kids don't get cancer. Do kids not get cancer? Well, most of them don't. And 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 all I was doing was reinforcing the idea cancer would kill him. I was just constantly, every bit of, like logic had stopped working. There was no way to argue logically with him. So you couldn't argue logically. And then I couldn't really lie to him because I felt like the moment he found counter proof to that, it would destroy my credibility in his eyes and therefore everything I say to him would then become a lie and so he would just, it would spiral down further. And I thought, well, all I could do was um, I got him to, if he saw something and I said, what, what, what is it? I was watching him like a hawk and, I, and he'd go, I'm upset about this thing. And i go, well, what is that thing? And he'd say what it was and I'd say, well, right, right, cancer. I said, tell me a Pokemon begins with letter C. And he and he have to and he was still crying and he's still thinking about dying. I go no, Pokemon, let her see, Pokemon, let her see, to snap him out of it. And I had to do that. Uh, like I was doing that for every minute of every Charizard. Exactly. Well, and then A. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're doing it. No, you're trying to think of one. Um, but but I knew he knew that information, and I knew if if I tried to talk him out of worrying about death, it would just reinforce it. And I thought if I could snap him out of it, it would break that spell. It would break it, you know, it would break those mental connections he it's was about building driving up. Driving him away from uncertainty towards things that he's certain Cert- about. Cert- things, not only things that he's certain about, but things that deep down he knows and loves. Yeah. You know, taking him away from something that he that scares him and pushing him towards something that he loves, I th- I thought would counteract it, and it did, and it worked, and and if. If I think if there is a balancing of my life at the end of it, and they go, you were a dick for a large <laughs> part of that life, I'll go. Yeah, but look what I did to my son. And I'll go. Do you know what? Yeah, all right, we'll let you go. And it's a very few things I could say, hand on heart. I did the right thing with my kids because you never know. You never know if you're doing the right thing with them. You do whatever you do to get by in that moment, and then afterwards you go, was that the right thing? Fuck, who knows? At least we got through that. Um, that I feel was the right thing. Uh, and by the time we got to see Cam's, which was four weeks later I had got we had got him pulled him out of the worst of it and he was much better and and now like he went to Rome with school on, on you know with the schoolmates he sits and laughs every day if anything the problem now is he, everything's funny to him but that's you know that's alright hearing him laugh is great you know but that's 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 an example I think of where I think his life could be totally different if if we hadn't if I hadn't done something and waited on the mental health people coming and helping, I think by the time they'd have come and helped, he would have built those connections so strongly in his brain that there would have been no repairing it. It would have been this is you're going to need years of therapy to get through this. That's what I think. There you go. So Pokemon's your pick of the week. <laughs> now speaking of classic comedies. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, sorry yeah. for that deep. Dive no, that's there. fine. No, that's fine. I mean, it's that's. It's I say I know I know people who have experienced similar, and and have not been able to get help, and I and I feel like part of the reason I was able to think of things to do is because I did treat it 
like an emergency. Yeah. I didn't treat well, it like I, I this have... is a, a, a long-term thing. I treated it like, fuck, we need to sort this now. I have kind of a d- different um, experience with the mental health, hmm. kind of the NHS and, and yeah. that kind of thing. But when I identified that I was in a bit of a situation mm-hmm. mental mentally, um, it was going to be about they said it was going to be about four months yeah. before i could see an nhs uh <sighs> counselor therapist yeah. whatever 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 they want to call it um but i was in or i am in the position where i, I just you paid for it for, yeah i just paid for it um and didn't find it particularly helpful yeah i went i on the recommendation of my gp i went to see CBT, yeah, cognitive, um, behavioral behavioral cognitive behavioral therapy, um, and it did not yeah. work for me because what they were doing was exactly what you didn't want to do, yeah, which is just telling you or telling your son that what you're thinking Let's is talk incorrect. To, yeah, what you're thinking is wrong. Yeah, no, that that what you're thinking is, the, is the not weird, correct. The, here is the here is the facts. Yeah, here, here's the and thing, and then though, that's what. And then the reason you're is, thinking it is because your brain's not working right. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's, and that's I, I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure CBT has worked for yeah. other people. I think that I am acutely self-aware, hmm. and it just it just doesn't work with my style of thinking. Yeah. It's it's not what's what's right yeah. for me. Eventually, then it took it actually took longer than four months, but they got me on to see an NHS yeah. um, counselor, mm-hmm. and I saw her for twelve weeks, mm-hmm. and she was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, she was unbelievable. Um. And uh, I don't really, there, there, I mean, there's no kind of end to that story. Yeah, it was yeah. just like, I think regardless of how long you're going to have to wait, get yeah. your, if you want to go, get your name on the waiting list. Yeah, if you can afford I, to go and see someone, go th- and I, do it. Yeah, I, I think, but, I think um, there's, there's, there's qualitative differences between your situation and, and yes. Nathan's. And I think the biggest difference is Nathan's brain is still forming. Yes. You know, he's at as an age where that those neural pathways are still being made. Yeah. And so there is that danger of... So you're in a position where you can essentially rewire him. Yeah. And, you know, and break that and, feedback and break that, Yeah, and break it and, and put something different in place. Yeah. And I th- and, but I, st- I still think... I mean, let, let's be honest. If you could have been seeing the NHS therapist immediately, oh yeah, that that would have been better. Yeah, and I mean, it probably the, would have shortened the, the yeah, span of, yeah. of 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 problems that I was yeah. having. But and I, and I mean, I kind of, I mean, part of me I, again, this is Nathan's thing. Part of me kind of thinks, well, I, I, I can, I, I feel a certain sympathy for for those people in that position because it's about funding, yeah, as much as anything, and you know they're not given enough money and the. And the work is difficult, and they have difficult things to do, and and you know what works for one doesn't work for everyone, and so you you know as with you and CBT and and you know it, it, there is no single here's the answer you know yeah. it, it and generally like um I think they say that with with parents of kids with uh, autism it's the the person who knows that child best is the parent yeah you know and and it's whether you have the skill set to help them. Is is the bigger deal than whether you can find a, a therapist, but but it does it does feel like by not treating it, it's not even. I think part of the problem is that uh, there is no recognition that these things need to be seen immediately. 
there's a kind of let's give that some time yeah. and then we'll see we'll sort it out or you know here's a here's a I mean I think I think if you broke your leg or something or they they would go yeah we're going to triage you into yeah. an emergency system uh, whereas with mental health issues there is no triage there is just yeah we'll get whenever an appointment's free you yeah. know there's no sense that there's any kind of emergency, emergency basis yeah. there when I think there should be. I this is a really this is mm-hmm. I did say I, I did say I'm sure the audience can barely hear us for all the laughing they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a it's been a singer of a show. <laughs> I did say I mean I I said when you're out to the I said to Scott, do you know I I'm I'm wary of us constantly reviewing films and TVs because I don't want to be that podcast that is just TV and movie reviews. No, I, the, but the this maybe was a swing too far to the other way. No, this yeah. this the show should be about whatever's on our minds. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's, that's more specifically what's on PJ's mind. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyway. I, yes, I mean, this, this show is essentially a YouTube React type show <laughs> <laughs> where, where PJ delivers the goods, and then we sit there going, "Fuck, I didn't think that." <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that was possible. Uh, do we have time to review our classic movie, or no, shall we'll, we save we'll it? We'll do the classic movie next, next week, week, and then we'll pick we'll we'll pick another one. Okay, then. So, uh, do, does everyone have a pick of the week? Um, I do have a pick of the week. Yeah. Okay, PJ. Um. Uh, yes, I do. Actually, I do. Okay, Scott. Okay. Um, following on the parenting mm-hmm. theme, um, we got, and this is only going to be applicable to a very small number of people, if any. But Ralphie has been getting up at stupid o'clock every morning, mm-hmm. like five o'clock, quarter to five, and just being like spark awake, like I'm mm-hmm. ready to to start my day. Let's go! Yeah, uh, yeah, Yay! like let's go. So we ended up getting into a bad habit of a couple of weeks of giving him one of our phones to watch Netflix for like an extra half Uh-oh. hour. Uh-oh. You know, it's 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 not great, but it's it's one of those things, like you said, it's one of those things you do to get through yeah. in the, in the yeah. moment. Parenting's fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. So we got him this thing called the Grow Clock. There's a great. I I know we dare not speak his name anymore, but Louis C.K. had a great routine about parenting and, and about Louis uh, C.K. had many great routines, and we're not allowed to talk about them. Uh, uh, yeah, he's one about about uh, before he was a parent and seeing a woman, uh, you know, he'd be at McDonald's and a woman would be trying to feed her kids, and she'd be screaming at them and shouting at them, and the kids would be fucking things around. And before he was a parent, going that horrible, horrible woman, and then he had kids, and now when he sees a person like that, goes. What have those monsters done to that poor woman? <laughs> Shitty kids. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, so we got this thing called the grow clock. Mm-hmm. Um, the grow clock? The grow clock, yeah. Okay. So it's just a little... Nice uh, sexual. It's a little clock. I mean, good lord. <laughs> it's literally got the word clock and one other word in it. Grow. Grow. Yeah, see, you, were, you carefully avoided saying uh, another word. You pervert. Uh, that's my what, child. What's, what's the grow clock? Yeah. Thing? So the grow clock is just a little illuminated, almost like a nightlight. Um, and you can set it... Uh, On your penis. <laughs> This is my child. <laughs> this you're being a dick. I'm not talking you're about being your a child. dick. I'm talking about your groove clock. Um, and you can set it for the bedtime and getting up time. And okay. it, at night, it is illuminated blue with a little star mm-hmm. in the middle with a little sleepy hat on. Okay. And then at the time when it's time to get up, it change, transitions into an orange light, uh-huh. and that's when it's it's time to get up. Okay. And you just basically. Your clockwork orange in this case. Yes, <laughs> you just train. Yeah, you just tra- just train. I feel em. like the kind of audience that would want to buy this might not, you know, enjoy this clock. Might not be the kind that would get that joke. No, that's <laughs> um, so. So yeah. the grow clock, the grow clock, and you so and it, it meant the first couple of mornings, one of us kind of he gets up at five, and you come back in and go, no, stars are still out. It's it's sleeping time back into bed, yeah. and for a couple of mornings of that, but for about the last week, it's been ten past six. 
every uh-huh. morning and will just keep pushing it back okay. until he's sleeping for 24 hours straight and he just stays asleep forever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's re- it is, it's, it's really good. It's really, really helpful. Okay. So that's my pick of the week. Okay. Okay. Well, my, well, my pick is something that um, I use all the time and I, I don't know why I haven't thought to recommend it before, but it's... My ple- cock. It's... Oh. <laughs> Plex. See, this is P- this is PJ. He's talked about what he wants to talk about, and now he's done. He is he is P- mentally got checked his, his out. Big serious gotta, man feelings s- out of the way. I've got to get as many cock jokes in now as possible, with just to get the ratio back up. So, <laughs> Plex Media Server, which I use day in day out, uh, and I can't really believe I haven't recommended it. But basically, it's 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 just a way for you to share media from a centrally hosted computer at your house to all your other Mac devices. or PC. Hmm? Mac or PC? Mac, PC, Linux. It'll run on about umpteen different flavors. Does it? Does it run on a computer in the background while you're using other things on the computer? Yes, yes. Like a computer program would. Yes. Does it use much in the way of resources? Can you? Depends what you're doing. Okay. Because it, it it reencodes things for you, doesn't it? Isn't yeah, that one could, of its fancy I mean, tricks? At this point, you could put almost any type of media into there, and then the device that you're playing it off just basically requests a format, and then Plex will transcode it to that format and send it back out so i i have quite a large library of tv and and movies and i can sort of summon them from my my phone or my ipad wherever i am and um, also share that media to other friends that i've you know allowed access to it's it's the only thing that i watch most uh most tv and anything that i've basically ripped from dvds or, Blu- or blu-rays or acquired other ways um <laughs> This is the way that I that I watch most stuff. It is. I mean, we we all use it, in um, and it is terrifyingly easy to use. Yeah. I avoided it for a long time because I felt that it it was just complicated, and I just I tried to work everything through iTunes through various like yeah, yeah, yeah. jiggery pokery and reencoding things. Is a and fucking nightmare though, isn't I, it? I, it's, it's got become... better, but it's still not it's still not close to one, being as good as Plex. One of because I use iTunes can be used as a server, as you know, and can be used as a standalone doohickey. Uh, when I went to a Windows PC after years and years and years of Mac, the Windows version of iTunes is awful because. Um, iTunes doesn't run native. It, it sort of runs on it, but it, it always wants to be the admin user. So every time you run iTunes, you've got to type in your admin password. It's really fucking <laughs> nuts. Uh, but they've updated it, and so now you don't. But they never told anyone. It just suddenly sneaked onto the... Uh, uh, the Microsoft has a, a sort of app store like the Mac does, and now it's on the app store within that, so you can use it within there. But it's still a nightmare for putting media on there and, and what type of media it yeah. will accept yeah um I the, use... the only thing that's good about it is that uh, is it will if you're all max all the time then yeah it's great but if you're not the plex is pretty good it's great i mean if, even if you're I, like... I, I plex outstrips anything that apple have created in terms of a media library yeah system. yeah i mean I, I buy most of my like you do i, I as well run i buy most of my films from iTunes, yeah, I still like. I just, I yeah, just do. Laziness, I work, isn't it? I work. Well, it's laziness, and I also I work in the industry. I just can't bring myself to to torrent yeah. anything. Or uh, uh, do people oh, do even you know, still torrent? Weird. Is, it's weird. is torrenting even, still the? I didn't even I, consider I that as still a thing. <laughs> okay, I just didn't know. I thought maybe something new and cool and better had come yeah. out. But everything that I buy on iTunes, I still rip yeah. and put into my Plex library. Yeah, because it's just that much better. How do you, how do you rip it from iTunes? Um, there is software that I have called um, Note Burner, 
Uh-huh. And it strips the DRM out of okay. iTunes stuff and re-encodes it as an MPEG-4. Okay, does that um, take a long time? It takes about, I'd say about 20 to 40 minutes per film. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you can just queue them. You can just queue them all up. Yeah. Normally, I'll go on a bit of a binge come payday and and yeah, and buy a, and buy a bunch of stuff. Stick it all oh, in the the thing, and it takes I about paydays. <laughs> it, and it you know it takes yeah twenty to forty minutes I'd say per per film. But that just gets rid of the DRM and lets Plex read it. Keeps all the like if if it's five point one audio, it keeps all the audio channels, keeps all the okay. subtitles. Um, and Noteburner is thirty. Four ninety nine, I think, from um, from the the company that made. If you search no okay. burner, it, it'll it'll pop up. But it's very it's very good as well. Plex okay. itself is free. Yes, on, but on, the on, players on, aren't the the players for the iPad and the iPod. They're like five bucks or something. Yeah, like it's weird. That you the player? What do you mean? Players. The actual the apps or something. If the you want to stream stuff from your house to the thing, it's uh, no, it's not. Well, that, that, I paid for one. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah. I remember you saying. No, I have I have Plex on my phone, and hmm. I can. Do you have Plex Premium Pass? No, I don't. I don't pay for Plex at all. I paid for a Plex thing. Anyway, I think it must be free. Data. <laughs> free stuff, and there's just pay for stuff. I know, but so I've what what does the premium subscription? What if if I decide to pay for Plex? What does it give me? It gives you the ability to stream your media to other people, which is the main thing you don't have right now. That's not true. You mean you can share your library with other people? Yes. Hmm. I do. You do? Yes, I do currently do that. Okay. Well, we clearly so, don't know enough about Plex to uh, yeah. talk with any check. authority on it. You should it. really read the link in the show notes. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> put it. We'll put a link. I just, I, 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 I genuinely was interested, but I, I didn't. I read. I think kind doesn't of it the, offer you as well the ability to look up? Like, if you put an MP4 in there, it'll go away and get all the data for it. It does. Already does it does that as well. Oh, then I don't know why I'm paid. I paid for any of it. I do. You don't know. Why, you don't know why you're I paying did, for it. I definitely didn't pay for a for a Plex app. Okay. And I don't pay a monthly subscription to it. Okay. And you share your library to other people. Yes. Okay. I must look into what my Plex, my Plex Premium Pass actually gets me. I know what I know what it gets me at the minute is that I can record TV. Okay, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't do that. So, do, uh, what do you where do you record TV from? I have um, maybe this will be a future pick of the week, but I have a little box that has a aerial socket on the back of it. Okay. That you can plug a free view aerial into mm. it, and it also has an Ethernet port, uh-huh. and it makes the TV that it tunes into available on devices that can read the format from. I that. had I had a wee do hacking like that once, and it occurred to me I I I spent longer trying to get the best software for it and the best one of those do hickeys than I ever spent watching anything on it. Well, I didn't waste any time. There was there's, there was an app for the Apple TV that cost twenty quid called Channels, and it worked. Okay, and it, it just it just downloads all the free view. Um, all the free view sort of electronic program guide, you can play anything. Okay. But then later on, Plex brought out the feature that you can just find this device on the network and it does the same thing. Okay. So uh, you're still watching the TV from your free view aerial? Yep. Okay. So you still need to have a pretty decent signal. Yeah. I ended up, I ended up getting an aerial installed on the, on the roof because yeah. I, I didn't have one for yeah. years. Uh, so you need a really good signal, but you can, but you can go in and set recordings on the system. Like I said the other day, I recorded a couple of John Wayne movies on that were on some obscure Freeview channel. Yeah, but it puts it into your movies library and Plex and does all the same stuff that the Plex mm, library. Pretty stuff good, but it's just I, I couldn't be bothered getting an aerial fitted. I, I don't think I would watch enough or use it enough. We and I have become like Netflix babies. It's just if it's not on Netflix, I'm not watching it. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't mind paying. I don't mind paying for it. But there's things like I wanted to. I don't want my I want media to, instantly available. I want at it the instantly. Touch of a I don't mind. If paying. it's not, then I don't care. 
Uh, but there was some there was some film. If that you're I really telling me I watch. can't find another thing to watch if I don't watch that recorded film on jo- by John Wayne, then I am <laughs> yeah, I am but flummoxed. For me, for me, this was like I mean, I, I what I would, what I did was I kind of uh, like show me all the movies coming on freeview in, in the you're, next two weeks. You're, you're, and there was always obscure movies that I like. I've always wanted to see that. Yeah, yeah. And there's still a lot of there's still a lot of old black and white movies that only go out on fr- on freeview and, yeah. and channels. And that's what I, I, I that, sort of that you can't get on Netflix. Just, just and scanning through all these yeah. old movies from like the fifties and forties and stuff. And I'm going, well, I must actually stick that in the library. And ne- and next week we'll be talking about Harvey. We will be talking yeah. about Harvey. But what's right, your pick of the week? My pick of the week is um, I hate that it's going to be software, but it's going to be software. Uh, is a program called Affinity Des- Designer. Oh uh, yeah, Affinity Designer is a Adobe Illustrator like program for the iPad Pro, which means you can do all sorts of fancy graphic-y things on an iPad Pro. It's about, I think when it came out, it was thirteen quid or so, but, was, but that was a thirty percent redu- reduction, so it's normally thirty percent more than that. Um, and it is pretty rock solid for a, a program that you can run on your iPad Pro and, and does everything. You, I mean, uh, I know a couple of, I know at least one professional comic letterer that has said, "Yes, this can do everything I want for lettering comics," and. They're they're stymied a little by by the fact that a lot of the processes require Adobe files mm. because other people down the line go I need an Adobe file, uh, but they would happily use it otherwise. Um, and if you're a graphic designer, it's it's great. And if you're not a graphic designer, like I I've done, you know I did I did the logo Sunnyside podcast logo. Um, I do the odd little bit of logo work and stuff. And for lack of having Adobe Illustrator, I often kind of hand draw things, or I'll I'll use whatever tricks that I can muster in uh, Clip Studio Paint, which is not an Illustrator-like program. Um, so you, you've got uh, raster images, which are sort of bitmap images, like uh, Adobe Photoshop and Clip Studio, where you can paint on a canvas effectively, and then if you stretch that you can see a lot of the artifacts from the artwork being stretched. So you can see where, you know, if you if you enlarge something too large, it becomes very pixely. Um, whereas Adobe Illustrator and uh, Affinity Designer are um, vector-based. a vector-based yeah. uh, thing, which means that if you draw a circle in those programs and then zoom right into it, it it doesn't go pixely ever. It's always a circle uh, because the the underlying format describes things in terms of shapes and, and circles. So so it it is much better for logo design because you can go in and tweak every element of the logo without making it look grotty, uh, and you can enlarge it to. I mean, I could take a, a logo designed postage stamp size and enlarge it to the size of a, a building, and it would maintain its sort of quality. Um, so it's it's pretty good and it's dirt cheap and it you know if you are I mean, like a lot of uh, people uh, sort of are, are stuck in this kind of Adobe's mad pricing thing, which is like £50 a month or something. For, it's for, obscene. For, yeah, it's yeah. really gross pricing. Uh, and it puts a lot of people out of the, out of the, the Adobe has multiple price points. So if you are looking, if you're a photographer, you can buy Adobe's... Um, thing for £10 a month for Adobe Photoshop alone. You get Photoshop and Lightroom for that. Yeah, and then, but if you want to use Adobe Illustrator but not Photoshop, you have to go to the next step up, which is £50 a month, and if you want to use all of the programs, it's like £300 a month. No, it's, it's, crazy. it's, it's 55 quid will get everything. Oh, will it? 50 per month? Per month. Yeah. But, but it's, it's still an awful lot. It's an awful lot I, of money. I, I don't know anyone who is a, a non-professional yeah. who has... Uh, subscription yeah. that because it's so expensive. Yeah. Now, to be, to be fair, an Illustrator is uh, 
you know, most people would use Photoshop, and if they need Illustrator-like features, they do. They'd make do with what's in Photoshop. Yeah. Very few people, non-graphic designers, would use uh, Illustrator, but that's because it's so bloody expensive anyway. But I've noticed recently there are there are a few companies kind of coming along, and they are basically going after that market of yeah. people who were well, kind of put off by the subscription model and to just have a one price to own type yeah. software, and Affinity are one who are basically building versions of all of Adobe's major programs. So they, they made a... Uh, they've had, yeah, the Affinity Designer, Affinity photo, photo, which is a Photoshop-like... excellent, yeah. really, really good photo, photo um, editor. And then they have Affinity Designer, which is their illustrator. And they're bringing out a desktop publisher as well. Yep, they're bringing um, out one... That but the important thing is these design. are feature-for-feature feature exactly the same on the iPad as they are on the desktop, which means if, you, if, you, you know, if you've got... If you're a graphic designer at all, and you're even if you're a graphic designer... That's got locked into the Adobe infrastructure. It's worth paying twenty quid just to get this software, well, you just probably, to see, just I'd to say play you with probably it. Probably buy all three of Affinity's programs. By the time they have the third one out, you probably own all three of them for yeah. a Mac desktop for less than one hundred and twenty quid. Yeah, yeah. And that's the only one hundred and twenty quid you have to spend That'd on be them. You, yeah. Um, and because there are such small teams making them, I think they've le- maybe less than ten people working. Yeah, or not. You know, that's a sustainable but amount p- for them. P- p- part of that, I think, is because first of all, Adobe has so much. Backlog, you know, they've, got, they've got so much history of stuff they've but got to maintain. They've got they've, marketing, they've, yeah. and they've got you know, they've got a huge board they've got to pay, and they've got yeah. a, you know, and whereas this is just like you know, 10 guys in Norway or something. The, the other thing, as well, is I think um, a lot of these programs tend to be Mac specific, and part of that's because Apple sort of built all this infrastructure inside the, the operating system to deal yeah. with graphics and, and made it easier for someone to come along and go, Hey, I could build a Photoshop like program with all these features, maybe not. Every feature of Photoshop. Well, for years, I've but been using most of them you Pixelmator don't need. instead yeah. of uh, Photoshop because yeah. it's it was, it was like thirty quid. The, and ninety percent of what the I thing. Used. The thing that stopped me using alternatives to Photoshop was um, they almost all fell over when you went to A three size files. When you went to really big files, mm-hmm. most of them kind of keeled over. With photographs, they're mostly fine, but photographs are small. Once you used to go up to A three, which for artwork, they kind of go. Bleh, we can't do this. But having said that, um, Clip Studio Paint came along and, and uh, initially as Manga Studio, and it was brilliant, and it could handle really big files in a way Photoshop couldn't, actually. Uh, and Affinity Designer now is there. So it, we're reaching a, reaching a point with Affinity's um, desktop publisher-like program. You know, it, you won't have to worry about Photoshop. You'll be able to get this stuff for yeah. I mean, I, I do wonder. I, I mean, I'm I've, glad. <laughs> I've quite a few clients who, and all they use is Adobe yeah. know, Creative Suite, and that they pay that money every single month. Yeah, and they maybe have ten licenses in a in a building. Yeah, so you imagine there's like five six hundred pound going out every month to Adobe. Yeah, and. I'd be curious to see if they I could think take, for, if they for could a take big one person and put them on Affinity and see how that works. I think for a big company, you know, with that number of, of staff, I don't think that's a lot of money. I mean, the amount of money they're bringing in, that's not going to be a lot of money. No, but I think not. for a single graphic designer, that, you know, that will be, you know, that'd be, the, I mean, first of all, hobbyists will, will be able to get in there and start doing stuff. You'll have people, you'll have kids being able to go in and do, create their own logos and for YouTube channels. Yeah, and stuff. but look at it over a year. It, you know, it becomes more like £7,000 yeah. a year. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, like, that's you know, true. That's, that's true. like a third of a salary of a starting yeah. person there. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's yeah, anyway, a, that's my pick of the week. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good pick. So I think this has been an interesting episode. Um, <laughs> it's Sorry. Been, it's, it, it, it was like a reverse roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it sort of started off with all the screams and yells, and then there was a slow climb. <laughs> but um, but no, I, I think I think this is the sort of episode we should be doing. From you know, it, it, as long as we've got you know 
things we want to talk about. Well, I'm it? exhausted. <laughs> it's exhausted me. I need to lie down now. I think we've all had a lot of personal growth. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why PJ's sitting that way. So, <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for, uh, yeah. If thanks you got this far. Yeah. Sorry about the Jamaican stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye. There's a dark and a troubled satellite. There's a bright